0: This episode of the Make Trades Great Again podcast is brought to you by Bradford White. Hey, plumbing pros, when it's time to choose a water heater to install for your next job, whether it's residential or commercial, go with a product that's built to be the best. Go with a Bradford White water heater. Pros know about the superior quality and reliability you get with Bradford White. Plus, they're engineered for the pro, so they're easier to install and service. How you heat your water matters. Choose Bradford White.
1: Planning and doing it right, and you're gonna go out on your own and you're gonna have all these plans. And I was thinking about like the idea where you know a year ago how um it was you know, unemployment was like skyrocketing. It's still not great, obviously. We should probably look Brett, up the actual number, by the way, which I will do right now, unless you can do it faster. Here unemployment rate today, it comes up fast. April 20, oh, April of 20 was 14.8. What is it right now? Oh, 6.1 in April. Mm-hmm. It was, in last year at this time it was 14.8. Okay. Um. Okay, so what I was thinking was is how, I mean, I don't want to abandon the whole, hey, you still have to make plans and shit. But right. there's a lot of people asking about going out on their own. And I think one of the things people are probably wondering is, is like, is this the time to do it? And the reason why I think we should talk about it, and we're not experts on, right. you know, that necessarily, you are more than me, but, you know, is it good time to go on, on your own when it's freaking insane, busy, we don't have materials and shit like that, um, you know, can you do this? If you, if you have a plan in place, can you make it work? You know, there are still, you know, a significant amount of people not working. Is it a good time to start on your own? And I think it kind of is just can, if you're going to do like service, I don't think it would be if you're going to do yep. construction, but that's my opinion.
0: I, I don't, I don't, you know what, the, at the moment, I don't think I know here locally, If you were not from this area and you wanted to come and start a business, it would probably be a good time to do that. But if you're moving from a company where you're doing work in the in the community and you're moving to you're not moving, you're just opening a new business in the same community, I I I agree. I I don't I I feel like now it's probably Why would it be different if I moved there and started up? Because there's there's work here. And I think there's probably work everywhere, but do you see what I'm saying. Like you, you're not you're not adding more work to the workforce. You're just moving it, right? If you've started, oh, okay. a, you you aware my concept. I think so, yeah. Because you're not I now. Mean, you, it, now your forty hours a week isn't going to brand X. It's now you, right? I mean, but you're still putting forty hours a week into the community. You're maybe working for different customers, but. It's not, you're not a a new addition to the workforce. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I've never thought of it that way. So like, I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying, but I I know what you mean. It's right. just it's weird to think of it that way because I, I I mean in my brain I'm not saying you're weird or I just I haven't <laughs> ever thought of okay. it that way.
0: Like it's all right. My brain has a shell on it some days. No,
1: I don't. (laughs) I'm just like, huh? Um, Does that make sense, though, to talk about like this? I mean, it doesn't have to be a real long episode. And a lot of the questions we got, like in our DMs and stuff recently, were about starting on your own. And I mean, they kind of always are, right? Right. And our audience is there. So maybe we just need to hit record and start talking about it. I did four minutes ago. Oh, you did? (laughs) (laughs) I see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, everybody, welcome back to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. I'm Eric Ani alongside Andy Mickelson. Uh, we are your hosts today and always for the Make Trades Great Again podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a subject that's always seems to be on the mind of a lot of our audience. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Always seems to be. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh going out on your own and starting up your own business as a you know a contractor here in the trades but as it relates to you know covid and unemployment and is this a good time I want to start by saying I am not an expert at this by any means so take what I say or even Andy with a grain of salt but you know having some experience having started our own business uh, a couple of them we you know, we can speak to what we know, put it that way. But Andy, I was, I was looking up, um, the unemployment statistic just a minute ago when we started talking about this off air and in April of, of 2021, the unemployment is at 6.1%, which is higher than the typical average. And, uh, in April 2020, a year ago, it was at fourteen point eight percent, and so we could have had this conversation a year ago. We could have it today. it's still i think as relevant today as it was a year ago uh is it a good time to go out on your own if you know a significant portion of the workforce is out of work yeah um
0: i i think I think it is. Um, I, and I say that just on my own experience here, like, you know, around the Missoula area and, and what I hear of, of people, you know, in this area. And I, and I guess I talked to your, you and, you know, everybody's busy. Yeah. Everybody in the country has got a help wanted sign. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you have to look at that in, in, I guess my concept of, of how the unemployment how that impacts unemployment. You know, if you're working for someone, um, and you're starting your, your, a new business yourself, you, you're not, you're not going to impact that at all. Um, there's, there's not any change because you're no longer, it's, it's not that you're not unemployed. You're now self-employed. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think it is a good time. Um, I think there's a lot of work out there. There's a lot of money being spent, uh, and there's at least in our area there's a lot of demand for skilled trades of every type. I mean i i get call i get we get calls uh, weekly from customers and non customers saying, "Hey, I'm you know I'm I'm looking for an electrician. Can you can you recommend an electrician? Oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, this guy the guy that we use. Okay, great." You know, or I'm I'm looking for a tile guy. You know, we'd really like to do this bathroom project, but I, I need to find a tile guy first because, you know, we want to we want to tile the floors, and we know that if we start with a plumber and don't have a tile guy, then we're not going to go anywhere with it. I I don't know. I do I do think it is a it's probably a pretty good time to to be if if you're prepared right to do it now. I don't know what six months holds. I don't know what a year holds. For now, right?
1: Well, I think. It's an international problem, though. That whole "I need a tile guy," I need any yeah. person that does that work. Um, you know, I hear the same exact thing here, and I know for a fact that, or I don't know for a fact. I can only imagine that absolutely it's the same everywhere because there is no, there's no days off kind of thing going on for a long time now in the in the trades when it comes to. You're building trades, you know. You're plumbing, electrical, HVAC, carpentry, uh, you know, concrete. What you name it. If you're in the building trades, you are easily employable. If you if you are, or you should have a job if you are an employable person. Put it that way, and you know, just because there's a lot of work, I don't think it's an automatic recipe for success if you're going to go out on your own. Like you said, you have to be prepared. And we talk about that so much in the past. And that's the kind of why I wanted to talk about this topic today is that, you know, we've brought up how you were exceptional at planning ahead of starting your business. And I wasn't necessarily the same as you, but, you know, we kind of end up in a similar you know space, you know, situations years down the road, having experienced some ups and downs, but really finding success in what we set out to do. And, you know, and we went at it a little bit different than each other, but either way, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. Everybody's going to learn those a little bit differently. We have our opinions on how you should do it, but if you should do it at all, getting out there, like, you know, look 7% of, and maybe that number is not accurate. People will make the argument that unemployment Unemployment numbers are inaccurate for different reasons. Uh, I'm not an expert at that either. I do listen to the reports. I listen to the discussions on that, and I try to understand the math on it a little bit, just for I don't know my own perspective. But you know, maybe seven percent unemployment isn't the worst we can imagine because it was double a year ago. But you know, coming out of this pandemic, having lived a year through it now. I look back on my service business and I think if you're in the service industry, and I've been saying this to customers, you and I have talked about it, you know, it's being talked about all over the place, whether it's on social media and discussions face to face. If you're in the service business and you're not busy, then you either don't want to be or you, you know, need to be in a different business because I can't, you know, I can barely come up for air put it that way
0: yeah i know I, th- I think that's that's an important thing you know you said there too uh, uh, you know for the existing um service companies if you, if you are finding yourself in that at that moment right now where you're struggling to find find work find clientele um I, th- I think you really need to look at what it is that you're doing um what what services are you offering you know what is what is your structure because there's work out there. Um, I guess I can't. I can't say that for a hundred percent that every single community in the country has got work, but there's there's work out there, um, and sometimes we got to look at that and go, ah, I gotta. I'm I'm gonna have to sharpen the pencil, or I'm gonna have to, you know, make some changes on on our end. I mean, you know this this is a an ever evolving, um, you know business or you know or the, or industry I guess the service industry and you got to keep up with the times I mean it, and that that comes from you know how your business is structured to you know your education and and all of that well you say that that you know
1: i and I agree with you but you you said a second ago you can't speak you know say that every community is is you know super demanding of services I mean we we would both agree i think we would you would agree with me if i said you know they probably probably every community is but i know what right. you mean like like literally every community who knows uh the thing is unless you're like i don't know texas is a big state right <laughs> or you go out into the southwest <laughs> like the desert Unless you're some like isolated area right, right. um maybe that's not the case but yeah it's probably not <laughs> Like I just brought up, excluding Texas, let's say, for example, it's probably not hours away from you that where there is a huge demand. Right. You know, so, like, I live on the north, I live on the very outer north edge of the, the Twin Cities metro area here in Minnesota. So, it's, it would be considered East Central Minnesota. But of course, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and Saint Paul, that is our biggest metro metropolitan area for commerce, for population, obvi- you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, and there are other larger outstate cities in Minnesota not not that would compare on a national level to very many other big cities in this in the country. But you don't have to, you know, once you leave the Twin Cities, I'm trying to get to a point here. <laughs> once you leave to the twin leave the Twin Cities, it doesn't mean you have to go the two hours and two and a half hours up to Duluth, the port city on the North Shore, you know, on the South Shore of, of Lake Superior. You don't have to go that far to get work again because, you know, most of that rural area in between is still in the same situation where their bedroom communities, people through all throughout this whole COVID situation have been Demanding of services left and right. And, I mean, I'm talking outside of the DIY kind of situation that's always, you know, omnipresent, really, in our society today with the way commerce works and, the, you know, people are more ambitious and with resources better than ever to do things on their own. They're still hiring contractors. Yeah. And we brought up, yeah, you absolutely. know, a few minutes. Well, but we brought up a few minutes ago about, you know, service contracting, you know. The kind of work that we do, if anybody's listened to the show more than one or two episodes, you probably know that Andy does plumbing and heating work in Missoula. I do plumbing and heating work in, you know, like I just said, in Minneapolis area. Uh, Not the forced air stuff, not as much. You do a little bit of AC work and stuff like that. If it comes your way or maybe existing customers, but heating when it comes to boilers and hot water and stuff like that. But we're we're not focused on new construction. Years ago, we were. Uh, how long has it been since you did a new construction job, Andy? Uh, at least five years.
0: Yeah, since but- since we did a like a a new like new concrete, new everything. Right. That's. It's, I mean, it, I'm not going to call an addition, uh, you know, new construction, but yeah. Right. It's, it's been five years.
1: Right. I mean, I had not pulled a new home building permit. Until I worked on my little sister's place in 2018. Yep. You know what? The last time I pulled it, I had to, it it was something I actually looked up. It was 2009. Oh, wow. So nine years in between my new home building permits, you know, I had pulled a lot of permits in between there, you know, boiler changeouts, things like that. Water heaters, stupid crap. Um (laughs) stuff water heaters i don't think you need a permit to change a water heater but anyway that's
0: that's me that's a that's a day for another podcast for another day
1: (laughs) yeah but uh no my point is is the service new construction thing so you know i am it's no it's also if you've listened to this podcast more than once uh you might make the and you've you listened to you know follow me on social media or whatever you might you might uh discern that i'm not a huge new construction fan anyway, just for the business purposes of it. And obviously I know new construction is absolutely necessary. Uh I don't like it. I don't think it's a great business to be part of for you know what I like to do and how I know how to make money. But I bring it up because now I wonder and again I just said I'm biased and so I take this for what it's worth, but I wonder if it would be a good time to start on your own uh, let's say if you're a plumber or an electrician in new construction, because right now, I mean, we can't even get like, we're shortage. We're, there's such a shortage on materials. Like I can't even imagine it would be a good idea to try to go out on your own and be like, I'm going to start plumbing houses Yeah, because your competition's already struggling and they've got a leg up on you, uh, you know, at the wholesaler to, you know, loyalty matters when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're going to get the, the next allotment of PVC before you probably will your new guy. That's never, you know, bought anything from that supplier.
0: Yeah. I, I, I feel like what we're, I I have in the back of my mind, I feel like this, this supply chain thing that we're going to, that we're seeing going on right now. I don't know what the pricing is going to do. I can't, I'm not going to predict that. I feel like we're going to have a flooded market. Um, before too long, maybe before the end of the year, yeah. I uh, I just I have this sneaky suspicion that um, every manufacturer out there is trying to ramp up production in order to meet this in, insane demand that we have right now, and I feel like they're all going to do they're all going to be very successful at ramping up to meet that demand, and then. The demand is going to diminish, and there's going to be this stockpile of like stuff that we. I mean, I, I'm trying to. I am like I still try to piece together like what is the, what is the change. So if you go to February of 2020, yeah, and you go to February of 2021, what's different about the two? You know, I mean, we're, as in February we were we're coming out of uh, COVID. You know, um, I guess push it to today. What's different between February 2020 and and today? You know, f- f- from a market standpoint, it's I, I I can't quite figure out what is um, what has changed to drive this crazy uh, boom of of work that we've got going on. Um, you know, I, I don't know.
1: Well, you mean like the supply shortages and, and, and just waiting for materials and the back orders and that kind of stuff,
0: or just the,
1: the amount of demand that's, you know, like the amount of of demand business that's happening. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, it's the obvious thing or not obvious, but it's like, I think the thing that everybody acknowledges, you know, people want, when people were staying home a year ago. Yep. The projects started, the the uptick in demand and services, and, you know, again, we're talking about the trades here. So, you know, the, whether you, it, it, it was really residential that picked, you know, put everybody to work. But, you know, when people were home, they identified projects that they wanted to complete. Whether those, you know, s- funding aside, it doesn't matter where that money was coming from because it was being, right. it was for sure being spent. You know, I'm talking 2020. Oh, yeah. And, uh yeah. doesn't matter where it came from doesn't matter if it was unemployment or bonus money or you know i don't care what your politics are fact of the matter is is like you said what what's changed you know since you know a year ago till now uh for sure a year ago the uptick the the demand was going up because people were home i think everybody acknowledges that but then now yeah. you fast forward a year and you start looking at both new construction and service the the businesses that we're part of uh especially the service side uh but you know the demand in our services are are still high yet the challenges then now are different because unless you're trying to build decks in 2020 you didn't really have a problem getting anything like Right. I, I honestly had no issue getting any plumbing or heating anything in 2020. No, no. In fact, it wasn't even really an issue to get anything in our industry until April, maybe. Is that when it maybe started to really show its its ugly face? Yeah,
0: yeah I, I think it hit different parts of the country a little bit differently. Um I know we had a we had a couple little just weird quirky things that you were like what what the heck, yeah. um, and as it's as it's evolved now I mean I, I don't get necessarily the well we don't well I don't know I shouldn't say that we, I, I'm getting a daily every order almost every order that I place I get a oh we don't have that or you know can you use this because we don't have any of those right and. You know they're they're weird things. I, I called yesterday um, to uh, one of our supply houses, and they didn't have. Uh, we usually use the I think it's the Erico brand uh, Sammy screws. I call them a Sammy. They're yeah they're the equivalent of a Sammy. They got a they're a bronze color instead of silver, right? And anyway, so that's the one we like to use, and we've got drivers for them, and and we called them. Yeah, no nobody's got the Erico brand Sammys.
1: Right. Like okay, did you know that Sue Chief makes those too? I did not. They're not the bronzy zinc color, or they're like zinc coating. you know, like they look just like a silver. Name. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot of different brands apparently. I mean DeWalt now, because they bought that powers brand, but this is off subject. But mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> no. There's there's a whole bunch of them apparently. I didn't know that. I always thought it was Sammy's only. But thank right. goodness it's not because like you said, you can't get them. <laughs> Yep. You know, but it's funny you say you can't, you know, every order you get like, a, hey, what about this versus that? I honestly can t- I can say this as a fact, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to blow this up or anything. But as a fact, and my my good salesman will tell you this, John Kelly, if you're listening, he'll chime in. <laughs> Call in, John. Uh, <laughs> every time I talk to him. I usually order online through my supplier. It's a local supplier. I order online because it's just convenient because it's, you know, 2021. And I don't, I haven't been lately because it's, I've been told by, by John that, you know, Hey, some of those numbers are either artificially low because we're having to, you know, decide who gets what kind of thing. Allotments, you know, we can get into that too. Uh, Or. You know, just don't trust it completely on something that might show like, you know, like Pex tubing, for example. And not a specific brand. I'm just saying Pex tubing f- at all. You know, we'll have show quantities on how their system runs at it. They price it by the foot, but you have to buy specific lengths, right? Right. right. And so their their inventory on the online system shows that, like they have like, you know, like 75,000 feet of half inch Pex. Well divide that up by however long the rolls are. That's what they, you know what I mean? Anyway, it's long way about it is I can't really order online with great confidence on some of the, on some of the products. So I have to call or, you know, email or text my salesman and all that to say this, every time I call him, we're trying to find materials. Yeah. I mean, like simple stuff, like, it's springtime yep. in Minnesota. It we're we're kind of getting past the spring. Maybe you'd think by now we would have gotten through all the frozen <laughs> backflows for irrigation systems and stuff like that. Yep. But it's every year. It's the kind of business I'm in. I get those calls all the time. I love them. They're profitable. They're fast and they're easy. Yep. But this year they're not. They're, there's nothing fast about them. There's nothing. There's nothing really even easy about them because I can't get a backflow one day. And then the next day, there's no packs anywhere. And copper is going up like you wouldn't freaking believe. And, you know, so there's like three main components that I'm up, you know, not me. I keep saying I, that we are all up against, you know, I wish I was in the building, you know, (laughs) I wish I was a carpenter in a way, a home builder or something, because there's no shortage of lumber. It's just super expensive. At least you could get it. You know what I mean? Like. We're having trouble. Like, I can't get a water heater. There ain't no freaking way
0: I can get a water heater. Right. You know? Right. I, I know that locally, we have two large, like, pro builder centers. Yeah. And one of them now only sells lumber to their select group. They used to be open to everybody. You know, it's a typical home center. Yeah. And they now only sell lumber to their core group of contractors like a That's regular it. lumber yard like a localized yep. lumber yard yep like they're if i walked in there and said hey i needed a half a dozen eight foot two by fours they'd be like sorry we don't have any really nope can't get them huh. we're, we're all, only selling to our our core core group right um well maybe i'm, I'm wrong
1: not- on the lumber thing but i i go you know into these yeah. retail locations and the stuff stacked
0: higher than the building is outside <laughs> you know what i mean i i get yeah Yep, that doesn't make any sense. I, like I say, that's that's part of what I, what I see as the future of this is that right now there's this ex- insatiable demand for materials. Yep. Um, and everybody's got an order in, and I suspect that pretty quick those trucks are going to arrive, and the demand is going to be elsewhere because we have found something else to do. We found a different means of doing the project because right. the project's not going to wait. You know, that's that's my gut feeling. I mean, I I was uh, was I was looking for a stick of uh, four inch uh, schedule forty black the other day. Um, we had to replace a couple of uh, chunks of pipe in a in a commercial heating system. I needed to, some Vic some pipe that I could Vic up in the shop, put a, a roll groove on. Yep, and I couldn't find any four inch plain end. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any four inch plane in? I mean, like everybody should have like hundreds of feet of that just sitting there. I mean, it's like the one of the most common sizes of heating pipe in buildings. You know, like commercial buildings anyway. Four and two and six. Four and two, just miles of it. Yeah. And I was asking uh, Brandon at, at the at the Keller. I'm like, hey, what what's what's the deal here? He goes, we don't have any in our company, and and you know, Keller's they're a big. Corp, big company. I mean, whole Pacific Northwest. And he, 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 I don't remember the exact terms of the number that he said. They have something like, um, from their black pipe supplier, and I'm not sure who exactly it was. They have something like 600,000 feet on PO. Yeah. And, they're having they're, trouble trucking it, probably. The, yeah, they're having trouble trucking it. So he calls the the you know called the factory to see you know like, hey, what's the status of this order? You know, I got people waiting on this stuff, and they're trying to they're trying to appease us. Yeah, um, I know because every single day, I mean, that's that's got to be a a thankless job at the moment. Is that that supply chain side of it? Because all you hear from people is, "What the hell do you mean that you don't have any of those?" What's, yeah, you know, yeah. What do you mean you don't have any toilets? You don't have any water heaters? Right. What are you, a supply house? Right. You know, right. and I'm sure there's people going off, you know, just going nuts over the fact that that's not there. And and the issue is not that they're not ordered, you know, but, you know, here's, here's you know, a prime example. They have 700,000 feet of black iron pipe on order. Right. And they're, when he called the, the supplier, their vendor, and the vendor's like, well, we have… You know, 14 million feet in the yard. Um, It's all here. We're producing on, you know, 24 hours a day right now. We got all all shifts running and we've got 56 semi-truck loads of material sitting in the yard, but no trucks, no drivers to drive it.
1: Yeah, well… That's what I, you know, and back to the topic here, you know, we can go on and on about how we're not getting materials, but I think I brought it up for that, this exact reason. So you and I are, are used to trying to find materials, you know, even, you know, we've run into situations before, not quite like this, but before we've run into finding alternatives to what we were originally looking for. And like, that's normal. You know, things just didn't ship on time or like, look, I need it right now. We're, we're very much in the emergency business, too. So, like, sometimes you yeah. just have to do with what you got. And so we've got some experience doing that. But I, I bring that up because, you know, what if you're brand new to this? Yeah. Yeah. If you're starting on your own, you're not brand new to this. And maybe you've dealt with these types of issues as an employee. But a lot of times you haven't. Uh, a lot of times that has been dealt with for you. You know, you're sent to a job. Maybe you make material lists. Maybe you make, maybe you put estimates together for jobs. But, you know, really sitting there and trying to figure out where this stuff is going to come from, you know, when you're depending on, you know, you know, in order to get paid, you got to find it and get it, you know, delivered. And then you also have to install it. Probably that kind of thing. You know, that can be a little daunting, obviously. And so is, is right now a good time to start a business because of that? I I don't know. I wouldn't discourage it on the service side of things. Cause no. like you just said a minute ago, like the project isn't going to wait. You're going to figure out a way to do it. Um, In most cases. I mean, I, I'm yep. still on the fence on whether I'm building my shop this year because it might wait that project just based off of right. cost alone. You know, I yep. can get a shop built, uh, but am I, gonna pay for it in 2021 like the way you know at 2021 prices and i'd love to like defer the financing for it or something and be like can i pay next year like maybe the price will come down (laughs) maybe it won't right that's what they should do they should be like hey we'll build you something you're either gonna you know if the price goes down you'll you know that don't that doesn't make any sense (laughs) or if it goes (laughs) up then you just pay more (laughs) okay (laughs) let's do it let's gamble
0: (laughs) That's, yeah yeah no I, yeah. I, I i think it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be based on the demand for housing um as we're sitting right now i feel like the housing demand is i don't know how it is where you're at where we're at there's there's nothing for sale like it's if if you were if you were to come into the missoula area and go oh, i'm gonna buy a a two hundred thousand dollar house yeah ain't happening. Ain't happening you just you ain't gonna you're gonna you're gonna stumble on that two hundred thousand dollar house and you're gonna probably pay two sixty for it because there's just not the volume there and every piece of inventory that comes on the market there's ten people waiting for it and it gets priced up um we had uh in in my neighborhood there's like i don't know ten or twelve homes that are down we're off of kind of off of this little spur road. There's a house that was built um, two years ago, maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, just up the road from me. uh, Parade of Homes house, I mean, gorgeous house, Yeah, single level, 2,200 square feet, just went under contract for their asking price was $8.95. And I feel like that house probably is under contract for over nine. Um, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, There's another one across the street from me, two houses down, that just went on the market for 960. And I'm like, holy crap! (laughs) I mean, I I I paid a third of that like seven years ago, you know. And now I'm going, well, geez, you know what's how? how, And I the the concern I have with it is how long is that sustainable? I mean, we're on this like insa- insanity uptick in housing pricing, right? Yeah. I and mean, if you look right. at what it's done over the last seven years, it's it's had a gradual increase, like it should. You know, value of value of homes has gone up. That's great. That's perfect. Um, uh, we had homes in the neighborhood sell a year ago, in the you know up up the hill a little bit, uh, a little bit older homes in the six range. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, holy cow, that house sold for 600000 And now the house that's um, basically this exact same house, but has an outside swimming pool, just went on the market for a million dollars. I mean, what the heck?
1: Wow. You know, it's a good time to
0: own property in uh, Missoula. Well, <laughs> yeah, it might be until you're trying to find, you know, if you sell your place and you go try and find somewhere else
1: well that's the big i think that's nationwide everybody's running into yeah. that situation whether it's a you know pricing is different all around but like i'm looking yeah. at a i'm looking at a research or at a tool uh stat stats for the twin cities region right now from the minneapolis area realtors and it says here's some quick numbers it says that the uh this is as of april 2021 so obviously the last full month that they have stats for. Twin Cities area uh, closings are up 8.8%. Changes in the price are up 10.5%. Yeah. So $300,000 home, you know, an extra 30, right? Um, I don't know if that means they're selling over 10% or just the values are up, but probably a combination of both. And then... Yeah. Uh, the change in inventory. Ready for this number? <laughs> so this goes right along with what you just said. I didn't realize it was this bad. Uh, so inventory for houses available. Uh, let me make sure I'm saying this right. The 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 inventory for houses available to set, you know, going onto the market to sell, are down forty five point eight percent. So. Prices continue to gain traction. The median sale price increased 10.5% to 337,000. That's a median in Twin Cities area uh, or Minneapolis area, it says. Market was down 34% to 31 days or days on market was down. So it's going down. The houses are selling faster. Sellers were encouraged as month supply of homes for sale was down 52.4% to one month. So we've got enough houses on the market in the Twin Cities area or Minneapolis area to supply the demand for one month. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. They used to want, I think they wanted to be like at eight months or something like that. Isn't that what they want to be at? Realtors? Or like the market, yep. they're happy when there's like eight months yeah. of supply, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so no, I mean it backs up what you just said. Like the supply is way down, but the prices are starting to go up. I mean, ten percent increase in values is is significant. You know, if you're looking to spend, you know, extra fifty grand
0: on half a million bucks, whatever. Yep. <laughs> I, I just I just jumped on to look at a, a similar. um Stat for for the Missoula area. This is for Missoula County, and in from from January first to April thirtieth. So there's basically you know kind of year to date, first quarter of twenty twenty. We had three hundred and ninety homes sold, um, three hundred twenty five thousand dollar average or median price. Um, number of days on the market was one hundred oh, and thirty seven. Oh, see that's a long time. Yeah, that's twenty twenty. So okay. 2021, we had the same, basically the same number, 10 less homes or so, $100,000 more for a house. So oh. an increase of 25%. <laughs> so from 325 to 419, and average days on the market is 91. I would suspect that that 91 is actually probably shorter than none.
1: Well, I don't know what that, yeah, that seems high because I mean, people are like, oh, we yeah. sold our house in like hours. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that uh,
0: may be from listing to closing too.
1: Right. You know, I, yeah, so I have if no you, idea. If, if
0: it's listed and goes through negotiation and closes. and y- 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 I would know, imagine uh, the new like,
1: construction industry has a big effect on that yes. because they list these things even before they're ever even a hole in the ground, though. that kind of thing. Yeah. So it must have something to do with the timing of that. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But I think if you look at this data we just talked about, and if we haven't lost you by now, <laughs> I'm sorry. Or thank you for sticking through that. But – uh no, I think if you look at that, you can you can make the you can extrapolate that there are houses there are less houses for sale they're selling for more money, um, which is a good thing if you're a service contractor because those houses are not all new houses. A lot sure. of the houses are renovations, updates. I mean. There aren't very many houses in my, I don't know this because I'm, as a fact, but, you know, I'm not a realtor, but I don't think there are very many houses going on the market that are, you know, as is, you know, you see the signs, we buy your ugly houses kind of thing, you know, like most of these (laughs) houses are getting that paint in the cabinets and countertops. And along with all of that becomes the, you know. Gets the phone ringing for guys like you and I and our businesses and and gals running the same thing, you know, doing the same kind of work we are. All of us, you know, they need the new light switch covers and new lighting and they're going to put in new flooring and all of that, you know, new patio. We're going to put this mark on the market. We're going to get that extra hundred grand in Missoula. Like you're just saying, because they're doing that, they're not doing it just because the house was there. I mean, of course the value has gone up, but. Yeah. So is it a good time? I think if you're doing service work, if you're doing the, you know, direct to owner kind of stuff, that re- business relationship is moving fast and there's a lot of it. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we've, we've seen it. I mean, I, I've seen it. We we are incrementally busier in 2021 than we were in 2020. Um, We're incrementally busier in 2020 than we were in 2019. I can't t- tell you that those trends are not just the product of our our my company's growth. You know, I mean that's that's our end game, right? Right. Is to grow. So it shouldn't be super surprising that we're busier this year than we were last year. If we were less busy this year than last year, then I would be like, "Okay, what are we doing wrong?" I mean, those, you know, but I feel like the level of growth in the last 12 months has been more. I mean, we're, we are just physically busier. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, like I say, I think the the work is there. Uh, the area, the local area has grown significantly. And I think that's the, those are things that you need to be looking at. If you're, I, I think if you're in a demographic area where you're seeing population um decrease and lots and lots of homes on the market. I don't, know, I don't. you know. Look at what's out there. You know? Do the do the thing that everybody tells you not to do. Call your competition. <laughs> ask <them laughs> see ha- if they're busy. Ask them how, ask 'em how far out they are. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing a bathroom remodel. Oh, we're gonna be there in you three know? days. Oh no, I don't want you yeah. to <laughs> You know, yeah, if if the average average answer is is I'll be there this afternoon, um then maybe uh maybe it's not the place to do a to start a business cuz guess what? There's a bunch of people looking for work at the moment. You know, and 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 like I say, that's those are those are places that you're you probably want to really really capitalize and find out what is your what is your niche market? What what marketplace are you going to go into? And that's, I would say, part of that planning process is you, if, if you, I'm going to, we're going to, we'll do the, we'll do the plumbing thing because that's what I know. If you're going to go into the marketplace as a plumbing contractor and I'm going to do everything there is to do plumbing, you're, you're not, it's really hard to market to that sector. Yeah. Um, because it's huge. So you're gonna, if your marketing costs are going to be large in order to do that. Whereas if you go in and say, "I'm going to focus on repiping uh, houses," being really good at doing, yeah, repiping houses, doing a bathroom remodel, doing backflow testing, you know, water heater replacements, whatever, you know, market to a couple of those smaller segments as your priority, and maybe look at the others, you know, find out what are your what are your secondaries. Yeah. But focus on a couple of a areas, you'll you I think you'll do better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, like I said already a few times,
1: if you're gonna do the service thing, I think you're gonna do just fine if you can manage and handle and if you're prepared. Yep. Right on, brother. Yep. Right on. I wonder if we'll be singing the same tune in, you know, four or five months from now, because that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. But you know, a lot of people are <laughs> are wondering and predicting and, you know, everybody's got an opinion on it, but, and nobody knows for sure, but you know, we could be in a very different situation six months from now. We're not sure about that. I know this, we, we have skills and we have the ability to provide services that people are always going to need. I can't say that about electricians. I don't think everybody always (laughs) needs an electrician. You know, like their attitude alone is enough to turn you off. Like, do I need lights because I don't like this guy or no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I don't know. You, you know, you know me, you know, (laughs) I hope, I hope our electrician buddies are listening right now. I hope at least one of them is here. They they're, they're gone. They're, their attention spans are short, you know, it's usually their age plus one minute and. Lucky if you get that out of a Sparky, but
0: anyway. Yeah, what are 40, 46 minutes, so that's... Uh,
1: yeah, they're average. Yeah, they're average. Short, short audience now. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, everybody, thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, if you have any questions, please DM us on Instagram. Uh, use the... Put MTGA. Make Trades Great Again. Put MTGA as the first you know letters in your message that way we can filter them out really easy uh hopefully that makes things go well for you get the message to us on instagram or uh and and of course i'm at mechanical hub and andy is at mick underscore plum plumb um you can dm us there or you can email us at or gosh i can't even speak today You can email us at make trades great again at gmail.com make trades great again at gmail.com can always get us there. Uh, Andy checks those. So you're probably going to get a really nice reply, uh, because it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I appreciate everybody. This is we're going on an entire year, uh, coming up here. I think in just a next few days, someone something like that, Andy. So we've been doing yep. this for a year now. I've been having fun, and I appreciate everything you've added to uh, our discussion. Absolutely, so, thanks, man. All right, everybody, have thanks a good much. day. Hope you enjoy the show, and uh, hit us up with your with your DMs and emails.